Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. My name is Thomas. I'm Julie. And we are wrapping up our series, 15 Lessons After 15 Years of Marriage. And uh, this is lesson 15, and it's called Invest in Your Marriage. Um, And just to clarify, like I just said, we're wrapping up this series. We are not wrapping up the podcast. (laughs) The podcast is not ending after this. So stay tuned again for next week. We're going to still have more episodes coming out. Uh, It's just not going to be in the series anymore. Yeah, next week actually will be really fun because we'll do honorable mentions of those that didn't fit into the 15 lessons, kind of like rapid fire of all the lessons we've learned in 15 years, but not just these 15 that we've been going through on a full podcast. Yeah, some cutting room floor type of stuff that uh, couldn't make a full episode out of because there just wasn't enough uh, content around it, but um, stuff that's still important nonetheless. Yeah, but to kind of go to... This lesson, invest in your marriage, um, this came out of, you know, so obviously we've been married for 15 years and over 15 years now (laughs) and uh, about seven and a half years. So halfway through um, our marriage, you know, we thought it was great. (laughs) We didn't have kids those first um, long years, seven, seven plus years of of just us. So we could um, invest in our marriage, meaning if. I didn't feel like cooking dinner that night. We had the time, we had yeah. the energy, and we had the money at that time. Well, so or so we thought. Maybe not the money, but because uh. <laughs> if I didn't want to cook dinner, then we would just go out to dinner, and it felt like a date, although it was just a cop out for not cooking at home and and things like that. So we were having lots of fun and lots of time to talk, and like I said, whether we knew it or not, we were intentionally investing in our marriage, but. Um, but we got pregnant and we were excited, but surprised that, um, uh, you know, we insert kids into our marriage and it was twins at that. So we had two boys. At Nothing the like same doubling time. your family overnight. Yeah, <laughs> total surprise, but exciting. We, th- we thought we were going to go from a, uh, from no kids to like a two on one, mm-hmm. you know, type of defense. Right. Uh, and instantly it became a two on two. Wow. And so, <laughs> so we had, we had the boys, um, and we both were still working full time. So when they got home out of the NICU and were old enough and well enough to go, um, to daycare, they were in full time daycare. Um, like I said, Thomas and I were working full time. We would barely get home. That's why even the not wanting to cook at home, it was kind of like pick up dinner because now we got to do baths and get the kids to bed. Um, our relationship quickly shifted when we inserted kids um, from, you know, the soulmates and this fun relationship to really shifting to just roommates. We were just trying to survive life and um, our communication was purely just about scheduling and diaper changes and this and that and we stopped going to that deeper level of intimacy um physically and um just you know communication wise um, we saw a big shift in our marriage when we had kids yeah i mean it was definitely uh it definitely changed to a what's it gonna get what's it gonna take to get through today mm-hmm. type of communication um we were lucky if we talked about tomorrow right. uh, at that point, if we were awake long enough to talk about tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it was just a um, a lot of that just, just surface level communication to just get through that 
that tough time. Um, and, and when I say tough time, it just mean, uh, you know, busy, hectic time, you know, like I said, we doubled our family overnight. And so doing that, um, creates a set of challenges that you've never been introduced to before. So we were in survival mode. Yeah. And then to continue with our story, when the, the boys were young toddlers, we then, um, kind of started shifting into then financial struggles. So all the eating out that we were doing (laughs) caught up to us. And, um, I remember a moment in our marriage, um, I guess the, the babies were sleeping or something. Cause I remember it was just uh, the two of us in our living room and, um, Thomas brought uh, a heavy conversation to me, um, about where we were financially. Um, and it seriously hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, there was not a physical affair in our marriage or anything like that. It was purely just uh, about, uh, our finances situation. But because we had already started drifting um, apart um, from our, you know, deep communication, I felt like my emotions were like when you brought it to me, it was it was like you had cheated on me because I just emotionally I was like, why didn't you tell me? Why did you feel like you needed to keep that from me? Why are you telling me now when it's like really, really, really bad um, when I I could have helped um, change that or, or, or talk to you about that. So I just remember that day, bring that up as that was probably the wake up call in our marriage Our uh, a huge turning point. Um, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> uh, talking about it again, doesn't make me feel any better now than it did the first time around. <laughs> um, but it, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a turning point in our marriage. Um, I wouldn't say that it was a, a rock bottom point mm-hmm. in our marriage. Um, because I think that for us, we decided in the very beginning that, you know, divorce just wasn't an option. You know, we talked about that in our, um, lesson, uh, seven, mm-hmm. don't say the D word. Um, and, uh, so, so we knew that that wasn't an option. I feel like, um, that would have been more of a rock bottom in our relationship if we had gotten to that point where we're discussing that. And we weren't there in this situation. It was just a, all right, well, we just had twins. We now have four mouths to provide for, and we have to get to work and figure this out type of a situation. That's why I use the words like it was a wake up call. I think that was a turning point Um, financially, like even so that was about seven and a half years into our marriage. So now Another seven and a half years have already gone by and we're in a um, fully financially secure place. Like uh, a lot has changed there um, with money, but a lot of things have changed in our marriage as far as communication and our intimacy and everything. And I I just equate it back to that day that that was a wake-up call and then we chose to have a turning point and we um, decided to pivot and even though we didn't have money, we decided then to invest in our marriage. It was about money. The conversation was about money, but it was just a huge um, turning point of us communicating again about our feelings and um, fears or securities or insecurities and all of the above. And so we started pursuing each other um, daily 
weekly, you know, monthly, we started these, uh, these new rhythms in our life. Um, and so now I can say without a doubt, uh, after now 15 years of marriage, uh, I would ask if you agree, but you said this last week that it is a great marriage. So I'd say our marriage is better now than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. And it's better than it started, even without (laughs) the kids in the beginning when Mm -hmm. we thought it was great. Um, it's even better now. Each day truly is better than the day before. And I, I think that's because we've been intentional about investing in our marriage. And and I don't want to paint this as a picture through like rose colored glasses or anything. Our marriage isn't perfect. We still have fights. We still have arguments and things like that. Um, and those days are rough. Um, but from a growth perspective, our marriage does grow more even with those hard days than um the days before so so what you're saying about each day being better yes i would say that uh even though some days are harder than the day before i think that the hard days still make us better um so i just wanted to clarify around that and not paint a picture like oh we're this perfect couple over here you know no couple's perfect right like better than everybody else but we wanted to share our rhythms to say where we've come from and where we are now. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want for other couples yeah. and other marriages. Um, if you choose to, like we did, invest in your marriage. So we're just going to go through some rhythms that we've established um, to, keep, to keep it getting better and keep our marriage strong. And so those rhythms are um, stuff we do daily and then weekly, monthly, quarterly, and even annually. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's kick it off. Yeah. So daily, uh, we just prioritize time with each other. Um, we, uh, had a whole episode in our 15 lessons called prioritizing your spouse. Um, and, uh, that was lesson four. And so, um, in case you guys think I've just memorized all these, I've got it written on a whiteboard right in front of me. So I'm just playing it cool. Um, but just uh, helping you, you know, find it easy, like the table of contents. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, you know, you can find them um, uh, when you subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. But, um, you know, pri- we did a whole episode on prioritizing your spouse. And so that's one of the things that we do daily. We take time to, uh, we, we make sure to spend time with each other, quality time with each other. Uh, sometimes that's just in the form of going on a walk after we're done with work. Um, sometimes that's, you know, uh, with the kids. Sometimes that's, we do that. Uh, fortunately, we have the capability to both be working from home. So sometimes we can go for a walk, you know, around lunchtime and the kids aren't with us. Uh, but most of the time the kids are, and we'll just, uh, push our daughter and our two-year-old daughter in the stroller and she usually stays relatively quiet (laughs) and we send the boys off, you know, kicking a soccer ball ahead or something like that so that we can kind of have that one-on-one time together. Um, And, you know, this is something that um, if you can figure this out early on, you'll establish it as a habit and stick to it and then protect it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the key is uh, is protecting it. Now, of course, there's always going to be those days where where some things, you know, fall through and you, you don't get to it that happens, but make sure that you always circle back. Um, when you kind of feel that little tweak in your relationship, like, wait, what's wrong? Maybe it's just as simple as this. You missed your walk two or three days in a row. You missed your quality time two or three days in a row, uh, and get back to that. You know, um, if, if you go and work out, you start feeling better. Um, and this is, uh, same thing in your relationship. If you work on your relationship, it starts to feel better. Yeah. I mean, like working out is sometimes hard to 
get there, get to the gym or, or start your workout wherever you do that. Um, but you're right. You, you do feel better afterwards or, um, you can even like miss it. If if you do miss it, you didn't get to do it that day then, or, you know, longer period of time, you kind of start craving it. So Mm -hmm. we're just talking about healthy relationship routines. Um, daily actually could be the hardest one to come up with. Um, but you know, I would say it's the most important one because you're, you're with this person every day. And so, um, what is that for you? Um, you might live somewhere that you can't take that walk outside together right. and have quality time. So start your day having coffee together or whatever you define what it is and then try to do that daily and establish that habit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just going to then create that healthy relationship routine. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, but you know, we understand that not every married couple has the same work schedule as we do. Not every married couple does get the opportunity to work from home. Some of you are probably working on opposite schedules and one of you is awake and one of you is asleep. So we're going to circle back to that later. But this is something in daily where you could bring the five love languages back in again. We talk about that book a lot. Um, you know, Make sure you check it out if you haven't. But um, if, if you're not seeing each other frequently because of your work schedules, make sure that you're still showing your spouse that you're thinking about them on those times where you're not seeing them um, because you can do that through the love languages, you know, uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, um, gifts, and quality time. There it is. (laughs) Um, uh, And, you know, uh, quality time, obviously in a scenario like that is going to be the harder one, but make sure that when you have the time, you make it quality time. Um, And, um, you know, find little ways to show all of the other ones, um, that that's something you can do daily to make sure that you're still having that connection, even if you're apart, even if you have, you know, something like opposite work schedules and things like that. So let's move on to weekly. Um, weekly we've established to, in in our marriage, to have weekly date nights or date days. Like Thomas said, we are working from home right now. And so it's a little easier for us to um, spend that time together on a weekly basis, but we still have to figure it out. Like we still have to cultivate it and put it on the calendar. So think outside the box to be able to do this weekly. Um, It doesn't have to be at night. Um, Although if you have kids, it is, you know, there's still time in the evening to do stuff when they go to bed, but um, have, have lunch together. Um, so even if you're working out of the home, meet for lunch or something. Or FaceTime each other during lunch so that you can, you know, if you're on opposite ends of town and you don't have the time, FaceTime each other while you both eat lunch, if you can time it up correctly, mm-hmm. and then you can still have that virtual meal together. Yeah. So what we're doing to, to help, uh, other couples and ourselves actually, so we're not, um, overthinking this you know every week we are coming up with a full list of ideas Mm -hmm. to do on a a weekly basis even at home Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be you have to go out you have to spend money um like i said we started this episode by sharing our story and we we were in financial hardship and we've had to come out of that even with doing weekly date nights or date days Mm -hmm. and so um we're going to come up with that list and share that with you guys instead of going through it all here on the podcast. Um, but the point is, is establish that weekly rhythm. So is that 
Friday night for you. Um, I don't know, uh, whatever, you know, day or night that you can establish. But then if you, like Thomas was saying, opposite work schedules or whatever, if you look at your, um, calendar and go oh Friday night's not gonna work this week then just move that to Saturday or a Monday lunch or whatever so you still get that weekly rhythm of that quality time and investing in your marriage yeah reschedule if you have to but don't cancel yeah um next is monthly uh monthly we try to um have an out of the house date with no kids um we briefly talked about this in a previous episode that you know when you have infants you know, you can probably kind of skirt that no kids rule a little bit um, and save a little bit on a babysitter that way, um, save a little bit of money on a babysitter that way. But we really encourage you to uh, cultivate that time and have at least one date per month out of the house with no kids. Um, and that's just really important to have that one-on-one uninterrupted, undistracted time with each other. Yeah. And so this one's you're going to probably spend a little bit more money on like I said we're coming up with a list of weekly dates that you could do at home um playing a game together like a board game or cards or you know um making dinner yourselves that this and that but monthly um really that's only 12 dates a year so from a financial perspective just budget mm-hmm. for 12 nice dinners or um activities and events and and a sitter if if you have kids like budget for that because in reality just 12 dates you were dating a lot more before your marriage and now we see couples and even ourselves we've talked about this it was it's hard to go out on a monthly date Mm -hmm. like I don't know why, like it's actually easier for us now when we went to the weekly dates, because then we can look at out of the weekly dates, which one of these, which weekend or, or, you know, night of the week, are we going to go out and invest um, more financially into our marriage? And it's just a different vibe, a different, you know, quality of time together um, to have those experiences. Um, And so definitely once, once a month, and, and I would even side note, um, I think we've said this before, but this is to me and to, to our relationship, this is different than going out with another couple. Right. So if you want to go out with another couple, double dates, you know, group outings, that's super great, super fun. Have those relationships. But then on top of that, investing in your marriage, it should be that one-on-one date with your, mm-hmm. your spouse. Um, in addition to those extra activities, yeah. don't like, uh, you know, we're in December now. So, oh, we went to a Christmas party. Yay. Like, did you add, you know, to that before and after to make it a right. date? Or do you need to find another date on the calendar um, that's that special date night? Yeah. Protect that time. Um, and, you know, to circle back quickly um, on the financial part of that, uh, I think, and you just touched on this as well, if if you're going to go on a double date to cultivate that relationship and you're going to spend most of your date night budget on that, that's okay. Uh, if you need to keep it in the same night under the same babysitter, after you go out on that double date, make sure you go grab ice cream by yourself with just your spouse uh, and spend an extra 10 bucks on ice cream and an extra 30 minutes out to have that one-on-one date. They can be tacked into the same night to save a little bit of money um, if you need to do that, but um, make sure you protect that quality one-on-one time with your spouse. Yeah, good. And we'll we'll give you um, ideas on, on those events um, or those date nights soon as well. 
Um, but then next is quarterly. So I think this can get overlooked. So cool. Yeah, we could do monthly or weekly, but quarterly, what are your rhythms? Again, if you break that down in a calendar year, um, there's four quarters. So four times a year, um, we suggest doing an overnight date, Mm -hmm. go away somewhere with your spouse. Um, and you don't have to overthink that you can, um, get a sitter, you know, at your house, um, or family if you know if you can take a road trip (laughs) we've done that before we actually my mom lives out of state from us and we've flown to her kind of like a family vacation but then left the kids with grandma and grandpa and we went to a hotel and explored the city and so just something like an overnight um or if the kids are doing sleepovers or something you know it can be local but we suggest even getting out of the home for that overnight because right. there's sometimes that our kids do sleep over somewhere, you know, at my sister's house or something, play with cousins. And we have a great date night out and we'll come home. But then the next morning, you know, say it's Saturday morning, oh, we'll just start on chores or, or this or that. Or we have to go pick up the kids and you're quickly like back into that um, routine of, of life. Whereas when we found that we go away for the night at, at the beach or just, you know, a new city or a, a local hotel. Like it's just that extra, you know, full 24 hours of a date mm-hmm. that you can, um, enjoy each other and even wake up together and continue that the next day before you get back to the grime of, of life. Yeah. Um, I think that, this really takes some discipline to find some financial discipline to be able to make sure you can pay for an overnight stay somewhere every quarter. Um, because you know, even hotels really aren't that cheap. Um, but I think it can, can be done. Um, and I think I I hear what you're saying about the, um, uh, making sure that you try not to just come back to your house and have your overnight home. Um, but if you truly are strapped a little more financially, I think you could do that. Try and maybe, maybe split that in half, maybe do two overnights a year, uh, away and do two at home. But really still the key theme in this whole episode is protection, protect that time. And so like Julie said, if you go back to your house on a Friday evening to have that overnight while your kids are staying somewhere else and you wake up Saturday morning and you start doing chores, you've lost the magic of your date. Um, if you decide that you're going to wake up and, um, watch a movie first thing in the morning, like do something different that would break your normal routine, make it a point to plan that out and say, we are not going to do this like we would normally do if the kids were gone. We are going to leave the house a little messy if we need to, and we're going to focus on us. And maybe that means you go out to breakfast the next morning. As soon as you wake up, PJs, no makeup, just go. Um, I, I often struggle with you, not putting on go, my makeup before I leave. So um, That's freeing for when I can go out without makeup. But yeah, my point is calendar it and then be intentional about it. Because lots of marriages have died um, because couples believe the myth that, you know, they needed a fresh start with somebody new mm-hmm. when what they really needed was a fresh start with each other. And so these quarterly rhythms are a night away. Um, even when things aren't necessarily bad, it's just that new fresh start um, of cultivating that relationship. But you have to invest in your marriage for that. Yeah. So uh, last one is annually. Uh, this one's pretty simple. Plan an, an annual family vacation. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, because um, I think maybe this is the easiest one. <laughs> I said like daily is harder, 
But um, again, intentionality can come in a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with or without kids, but um, this one, you know, yes, it's a marriage podcast. And we're talking about just you and your spouse, but that family vacation where the kids get to come and you spend a week somewhere, um, your kids are watching you and, and your spouse uh, interacting. And so many times, like me growing up, we went on vacations just to go on vacations and it was so stressful packing and like going and my parents would fight <laughs> as we we're like walking out the door. And it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we spending all the money and, and time and energy just for a, a hectic experience? Mm-hmm. So um, that was the point of like saying it's, it's, it's the easiest to put on the calendar, but the intentionality is often what's missed on family vacations. Mm-hmm. That you're still investing in your marriage and your family by the experiences that you're creating um, during that vacation and leading up to it. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about some excuses. Uh, we've grown to hear a lot of excuses from people about why these um, won't often work. And so we're going to rapid fire through these. Um, we've got three excuses here that we often hear. Uh, number one is uh, the kids won't allow for it to happen. Um, well, that's an easy excuse, but uh, solution, hire a sitter, uh, call on your village. We all know it takes a village to raise a kid. Um, and if you have three kids, it apparently takes three villages. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, call on your village and uh, or, or just plain sacrifice a few hours of sleep each month to make that quality time. And, you know, we all know sleep is scarce as well, but um, make sure you do what you need to do to... Uh, get around that excuse. Don't let that be an excuse in your marriage. Yeah. Another excuse we've heard is, uh, Thomas mentioned it earlier, you know, if your work schedules are completely opposite, um, and, um, definitely that, that creates more challenges. You just have to go back to calendaring it Mm -hmm. out and, um, trying to find where you can be flexible, but also an idea is maybe just speak to your boss. See if you can get one day off together and that's where we've been saying like it doesn't have to be a night um where can you be off together where the kids are covered maybe in school or something even if that's once a month um maybe your boss will be flexible with that um if you just ask and uh excuse number three uh, you can't afford date nights um That, I would say, is probably just more of an excuse of laziness than anything else. Um, And I'm just going to be blunt about that uh, because, uh, you know, as we've already said, it doesn't have to be about spending money. You can do a lot of free things. Um, Google it. I mean, we're going to create something for you guys as well. But, uh, you know, it's it's not that hard to find out some things you can do um, for free. Ride your bikes around town. Go for a hike. Uh, Pack a picnic lunch for the park. Make a nice dinner at home and play a board game or cards. Uh, Plenty of simple things that you can do just in that uh, quick couple of sentences to to make sure um, that you can still have that date night even if money's tight. Yeah, like we found out halfway through our relationship, your marriage will be as healthy as the level of your investment. So think of it this way. The, the wedding is simply the wrapping paper and then the marriage is the gift inside. Um, you know, you wouldn't spend more time and effort on, on the wrapping paper than the actual gift. And if you think back at your wedding, I mean, how much 
did you invest in your wedding, like time and money into your wedding day or even your honeymoon um, into that experience or even one time events, you mm -hmm. know, like the, those family vacations. But we don't often invest in the lifelong commitments that we make. And so our wedding day is just one day. Our marriage hopefully is for the rest of our lives. And so just invest in your marriage don't forget about that just because the wedding day's over yeah another way to say it is a marriage is like a house um when a, a light bulb goes out you're not gonna just get a new house you're gonna change the light bulb um in in that way uh similarly marriages uh sometimes oftentimes need ongoing maintenance uh, but sometimes they also need drastic improvements Right. So, you know, whether you just want to take your marriage to the next level um, or if you feel like your marriage needs to be revived, reach out to us. We're always inviting you in because we're certified marriage coaches and we help couples go from being overwhelmed, you know, like we were halfway mm -hmm. through um, to being secure in their marriage. And we'd love to walk alongside with you and your spouse, um, you know, whenever you choose to invest in your marriage. Yeah, you can uh, set up a discovery call with us and we can start working through what that looks like and uh, working with us on our calls. Uh, we use exercises that focus on topics like communication, conflict resolution, financial management, sex and intimacy, spiritual beliefs, marriage expectations, roles and responsibilities. And there's even topics on uh, parenting that we go over if that's applicable to your family. Um, and then, you know, various other things that uh, come up as well. So two simple ways that you can invest in your marriage um, with, with us, with Thomas and Julie, um, is one, sign up for our email list uh, on our website, marriagepuzzle.com. If you sign up for our email list, we will send you the, the date night template um, that we've been referencing that we're, we're coming up with, we're excited about, um, even to get out uh, before the end of the year so you can set up your 2022 calendars. Um, this template will uh, you know, just be a blank slate for you to put in weekly, monthly, and quarterly um, date structures so, so that you can never miss that. Um, but we'll also include some uh, of our list of ideas um, that we're coming up with so you can fill in um, those dates. And when you have a plan, then you know, you're more apt to, to stick to it um, and then you'll see lots of change in your marriage when you invest in that time. And then also check out the show notes um, from this episode um, for the, the link to the discovery call if, if you'd like to talk to us um, over Zoom. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, series that we've been in, 15 Lessons After 15 Years, um, kind of writing our journey um, through our marriage with us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for us to produce for you. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed it as well. And we hope you've gained a lot from it. Um, uh, remember that uh, new episodes release every week on Mondays. This podcast is going to continue after this series. Uh, next week, we're doing honorable mentions, so come back and check that out. Um, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. Uh, like Julie said, marriagepuzzle.com for um, news, uh, to see news on our website and uh, sign up for our email newsletter and uh, receive those uh, that date night template. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel 
channel on uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and uh, then please leave us a rating as well that helps us to uh, reach even more people and uh, as always we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time see you later see you next week Thank you.